All right, Alexander, let's talk about the legal cases against uh, Trump. I believe we have 42 cases now that have been brought up against Trump, maybe more. I don't know. I've lost count. And uh, we have a new case that came up just the other day. And obviously, this is all about preventing Trump from winning the Republican nomination and going on to run against what is now thought to believe, thought to be Joe Biden. But who knows? Anyway, uh, what's the latest case and what's the situation now? Well, it's in, becoming uh, the United States. I mean, it's becoming both very concerning and very interesting because, of course, we're now getting legal developments which are both affecting uh, Donald Trump, but also potentially affecting Joe Biden as well. Now, Jack Smith, who is the special counsel appointed to look into various matters, um, connected ultimately to Trump, and who, by the way, apparently has a massive legal tree team trawling over every conceivable issue that he can bring against Trump. I mean, it's said that his team numbers around 60, 60 lawyers and paralegals and its costs are just off the scale. Anyway, he's now brought a new case, this time over the documents. Um, it apparently includes charges under the Espionage Act. I don't think anybody takes it vastly seriously, but it is coming. Uh, well, it's come. I mean, there's an actual indictment over it. There is an, apparently a further indictment on the way over the events um, on Capitol Hill in January 2021. And uh, most people who've looked at that, who've looked at the case, you know, the facts, who followed what was going on with um, in the House Committee, which Nancy Pelosi set up, which investigated the events on Capitol Hill. They think that there's really virtually no basis to bring a case there, unless there's something completely new, which it's hardly likely that there is. But as Jonathan Turley has pointed out, Jonathan Turley being the Shapiro Professor of Constitutional Law at George Washington University, and in my opinion, one of the most insightful legal commentators, it has the advantage from the perspective of Jack Smith and the Justice Department in that it means that a case can be brought against Trump in Washington, D.C. before a D.C. jury. And the D.C. jury pool is almost all but guaranteed to be implacably hostile to Donald Trump. So we have these cases and they're swirling around Trump. There's more cases probably on the way. And I think you're absolutely correct. They're basically all intended to prevent Donald Trump either running in the election next year or throwing his leaky's electoral challenge off course, making it more possible for him to do so. The problem the Democrats, the Justice Department, the Biden administration are all having is that opinion polls are starting to suggest that most people in America see these cases as political. They, in other words, are already arriving at the same interpretation of these cases as you and I and others like us are. And of course, what that is doing is it's damaging the credibility of the Justice Department and of the legal system, which is very bad. But at the same time, of course, it's making it more difficult for these cases to gain electoral or political traction. They're also, by the way, 
and incidentally, consolidating Trump's prospects of now becoming the, nominate, the nominee of the Republican Party for the presidency. And as has been pointed out by numerous legal scholars, even if they're able to get a conviction through the courts before the election, and even if they send Trump to prison before the courts, before the election, which is unlikely, well, he can still campaign for the presidency when in prison. And he, if he's elected, he is still president. And of course, as president, he can actually um, pardon himself. So that's Donald Trump. Now, even more interesting, in my opinion, and perhaps much more momentous, is that it looks like the president's legal problems, Joe Biden's legal problems, are now starting to um, intensify. Firstly, we have the unraveling in court of the plea bargain deal that Hunter Biden did with the Justice Department. What happened, and it's actually a very shady and creepy business, what happened was the Justice Department and Hunter Biden came to an agreement over tax and firearms offences. But of course, it didn't make it clear, the Justice Department didn't make it clear, that in fact the plea bargain also prevented any legal claims, any prosecutions being brought against Hunter under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA. And the point about that is the potential FARA prosecutions might open up all kinds of dealings that Hunter has had with various foreign governments in places like China, Ukraine, who knows which other places. But that was buried in the plea bargain. What happened was a group of Republican Congress people then filed with the court an amicus brief, and amicus brief is, they're not directly part of the proceedings, but they can file with the court a brief which makes points. They made that very precise point that this is also attempting to stop a prosecution under Farah. It seems that Hunter's lawyers then contacted the court staff and asked for this amicus brief to be removed. Now, there's some speculation, there's some argument here, because the Congress people, the lawyers and the Congress people, and the court staff say that Hunter's lawyers did that, pretending to be the lawyers for the Republican Congress people who filed the amicus brief. Now, you know, in other words, they tried to trick the court to remove the amicus brief from the, uh, from the court papers. And that is, if true, deeply unethical. The lawyers say, by the way, that it was all a misunderstanding and people didn't quite understand what was going on. But I understand that the court official they spoke to insists that she was misinformed about which lawyers it was. Anyway, the point was, the judge anyway saw the amicus brief, became extremely unhappy with the plea bargain, and has made it very clear that she's not really keen on pushing on with it. And so she, uh, the Justice Department were then manoeuvred into saying that Hunter might still be prosecuted under Farah, 
And Hunter's lawyers then decided that the plea bargain no longer worked and the plea bargain appears to have collapsed. And the result is that Hunter has now pleaded not guilty, which basically, as far as I can see, you can't really go back on the plea bargain after you've done that. And a FARA prosecution is now a possibility. And I would have thought, by the way, that this is going to increase now pressure on the um, administration, on the Justice Department, to appoint special counsel. Because we're starting to look into that, because we've also had hearings about this in Congress. And over the course of these hearings, an important witness is apparently on the way. That witness is none other than Devon Archer, whom we've discussed many times. And it seems that Devon Archer is going to say that um, Joe Biden was fully aware of what he was, his son was doing. And, well, he might be saying other things too. So we are already starting to see that there is a crumbling in Biden's position, legal position. Uh, but even as that happens, the administration is intensifying, to the extent that it can, the legal pressure on Donald Trump. Yeah, I remember we did a live a few weeks ago, maybe like a month ago, actually, with uh, with Robert Barnes, and uh, we were talking about what could possibly happen, and and uh, he threw out the, the possibility that when all is said and done, um, Biden may just be forced to, to pardon everybody himself, his son, Trump, and just wipe the slate clean. I wonder if that's where we're heading towards. Well, it's beginning to look like that. And um, because, I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm going to say straight away, I mean, I don't take any of these cases that have been brought against Donald Trump seriously in any legal terms. I take them very, very seriously indeed uh, in terms of, you know, their politics, what they're trying to do the potential damage they're doing to the legal system. But as cases in themselves, I don't take them seriously. This gathering legal crisis around Hunter Biden, and ultimately it must be said Joe Biden, is, is, is much more real because we have the laptop at the bottom of it, which is now nobody disputes this, we have increasing numbers of witnesses. The administration itself, it totally noticed that the spokesman, the administration spokesman, has now changed what is in effect Biden's defense. Previously, he would always insist that he had no knowledge of his son's business activities. Now, they're starting to say that he was not involved in his son's business activities. He's no longer saying, or the administration is no longer saying, that he was not informed about them or aware of them because the witness evidence or the laptop evidence is becoming too strong. So you can already see that the administration is starting to shift position. And it could very well be that they do eventually decide this is the only way out. Because the other thing that's going on is that there's now finally talk in Congress, in the House of Representatives, about bringing impeachment proceedings against the president. Now, I think the Republicans up to this point have been unwilling to do that. The rhinos, if I can call it 
call them that, absolutely do not want to do that because they don't want to do anything that might even conceivably help Donald Trump. But, of course, the president cannot pardon himself out of impeachment proceedings. He can pardon himself and his son in criminal proceedings brought in federal courts, but he can't get out of impeachment proceedings in that kind of way. And if the evidence accumulates, and if he's going to go down the road of pardons as well, which might be the only way out, then I can't myself see how he can remain president, because at that point, I suspect the impeachment proceedings are going to start to gain very real traction. And of course, the very last thing I would have thought the president's handlers want is for all this horrible story, all that evidence at the laptop, all of those things, all of those witnesses to come forward to Congress, give evidence there in a congressional trial. I think even Democratic Party senators would be deeply embarrassed if they found themselves presiding over a trial like that. Yeah, the, the, the key is the Republicans. Um, yeah. If the Republicans want to push forward with this, which you know, the Republicans have always been hesitant in, uh, in going after Joe Biden because a majority of the Republicans prefer Joe Biden to Trump. So, I mean, I think that's where we're, we're coming towards is, is how, yeah. how far are the Republicans going to press this, this issue? Exactly. And if McCarthy's going to actually press this issue because he says impeachment, but you know McCarthy doesn't want Absolutely. to go through with an impeachment no. of Joe Biden because, you know, McCarthy, I think, is more of a, of a rhino than he is, let's say, uh, uh, an America first uh, Democrat, Absolute a Republican. Republican. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. I think this is entirely correct. I'm going to just push back on one thing. I think that the Republican leadership in the Senate and most of the Republican senators in the Senate are people exactly as you described. They don't want an impeachment. They don't want to impeach Biden. They don't want Donald Trump to be re-elected. They hate Donald Trump. Um, I think in the House, the dynamics are different. I think that there is much more of a MAGA for, you know, grouping in, amongst House Republicans than there is um, in the Senate. And I think it's growing in strength. And remember always that the House is closer to the grassroots and re representatives um, in the House are closer to the grassroots, the Republican grassroots, than senators are. Senators get re-elected every six years. Representatives have to face their voters every two years. And that in immediately brings them closer to how grassroots Republicans feel. And there's every reason to think that they're very angry. They're very angry because the man most of them support, who's Donald Trump, is being pursued in this way. They're very angry because they don't like much of what Donald, uh, uh, Joe Biden has been doing. They're very angry because their living standards have fallen over the period of time that Joe Biden has been president. And some of them are still angry about events that took, took place in the last election. So all of these things are there. And I think that the momentum for an impeachment within the House is probably going to start to grow. Now, the big problem, of course, if they push for an impeachment, is, of course, what happens in the Senate, because it's the Senate that votes, it's the Senate that tries 
And I think that people like Mitch McConnell, who, you notice he was suddenly taken ill. He froze in the middle of a press conference. He had to be led away. He's clearly not feeling very comfortable about things. Anyway, I don't think they want an impeachment trial under any circumstances. Because, of course, Joe has been a member of the Senate, high standing of the Senate. He's very much part of the political establishment. I think they would be deeply embarrassed by an impeachment process. But if we get to the point where House votes for votes for impeachment and it's sent to the Senate, I can very easily see McConnell and co calling uh, people like Schumer, saying this is a disaster, we can't go forward with it, we can't expose the American people to all the horrible things that have been happening. You've got to get the president out of the Oval Office, out of the White House, and find someone else who could take on Trump in the election. So, you know, th this is a scenario I can certainly see. Yeah. They can't have all of their uh, corruption in Ukraine exposed. Yeah. All of their all of their, <laughs> all of their dealings in Ukraine. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's where it all comes down to. Anyway, all right, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. The Duran.Locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute. Telegram and Rockfin and go to the Durant shop, 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.